Hi, welcome back to Unsolved South. I'm your host, Michelle. And I'm Maddie. Hope everybody had a great week. Maddie, how was your week? And a great Thanksgiving. Yes. It was delicious. I hope y'all filled up on all the turkey and uh, pies and banana pudding that you could muster. Yeah, we had filled up. There was a couple things that were iffy, but um, most of it was really good. Yeah, I feel like I didn't, like, full fool myself like I usually do. Like, I didn't feel like a tick walking away from the, you know, Thanksgiving table. No. Um, Yesterday, Zane was like, I didn't even get any banana pudding. So, I had to stop and get stuff to make him a pan of banana pudding. (laughs) I mean, that's his own problem. That lasted for, like, a whole day. Just finished I mean, the rest of it. Then his uh, yeah. girlfriend was like, hey, bring me some banana pudding, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hallie should have made two cakes. That cake was good. Yeah, she should have. That cake was really good. So. Yeah. Okay. So, um, are you ready to get started? I am. Let's okay. get started. Let's hear some uh, missing persons things. Ooh, before we do, a little housekeeping. I saw Billy's back. I saw and uh, did not hear where they've been, but I did yeah, see their sure. back, they so just, that's good. Yeah, they just uh, came back, so we're excited that you're back. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, so um, this story that we're going to talk about today is kind of maybe possibly connected in a way to the Brenda Star Snowford story that we did right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Or I guess it was, no, it was, it was the week before Thanksgiving. Episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think. Or was it Thanksgiving week? I thought it was Thanksgiving, like the, it came out on Thanksgiving. Mm, I thought it was Aren't the week before that. are proud of us that we didn't skip? Like, aren't we awesome? You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was the week before. But in any case, um, we're going to talk about Patty Lisa McDaniel, a white female, 5'4 to 5'6. She weighed about 120 pounds, had brown hair and blue eyes. Patty was blind in her right eye and she had bad vision in general, so she did wear glasses. And she had previously fractured her right arm and her right upper tooth was chipped. So, bless her heart, the right side of her body had done been through it because everything that was wrong with her was on the right-hand side. Is she right-handed? I don't know. We're also going to talk about her twin sister, Peggy Leslie McDaniel, who had very similar stats, also a white female standing between 5'4 and 5'6, weighing 120, brown hair and blue eyes. She did not wear glasses, though. Okay. They are... Was she injured all up and down the right side? <laughs> no, she seemed to be fine on her right side. <laughs> Wouldn't it be wild if, like, her left side was almost up? I know, I was just thinking that. <laughs> But um, I was going to keep it to myself so I didn't interrupt the story. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> um, they're fraternal twins, so they do look similar, but they don't look like really, really alike. They're not identical, but they did favor. I mean, you definitely could tell they were sisters. Yeah. Both of the girls had mild mental had a mild mental disability that was caused by lack of oxygen at birth. Okay. Um, that's the extent of the information on that was just that it was a mild mental disability. So I'm guessing they were just like um, a little touch slower than, you know, in thinking. But I don't think, you know, that there was anything like wrong, wrong with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know how to say that correctly, but y'all got I feel like sometimes I have a mild touch of like something. And you might. Who knows? Yeah. I feel like my brain doesn't work as fast as other people's brains. I swear that happens when you have kids. Like, you get dumber with each kid, I think. I think so. I could be wrong, but I really feel like I was a lot sharper before I had kids. But also, I might have just been less tired. Yeah. 
so. I'm scared I'm going to get dementia because I can't remember anything. Yeah, same. And you know, my grandma Phillips had dementia. Yeah, and my biological grandma on my father's side did too. Right, she? so, yeah. She does. I don't know if she's still living. <sighs> I don't know. I'm always scared of that too. Okay, anyway, back to the girls. They were raised most of their lives with their parents in New Jersey. But when their parents decided to divorce, their father moved to Florida and the mother stayed in New Jersey. Both the girls lived with the mother for a few years, but then their parents decided that they needed to be separated so that they could become more independent from each other. What? You never separate twins? Isn't that a rule? I don't know if it's a hard and fast rule, but sometimes you've got kids that um, rely on each other too much. They are too in their own little world, and it does them good to separate them. I had learned that with my own children. Yeah. Um, Peggy was sent to go live with her father in Florida and, um, and his new wife, and they were living in Live Oak, Florida. And Patty stayed with her mom. The girls missed each other so much that in early 1979, Patty also left to go live with her father and stepmother so that yeah. she could be reunited with her sister. They just weren't doing well apart and um, right. really wanted to be back together. Now, that summer, Peggy and Patty got to know a 19-year-old dude named Marvin Warren. Eventually, How old they at the time? Uh, they are 17. Okay. Um, eventually, they decided to run off with Marvin and his friend, Eddie Gross. And let's talk about this for a second because the girls were 17, Marvin was 19, but Eddie Gross was 36. And I don't what? know what a 36 year old is doing hanging out with all these teenagers. It's weird. It's nothing good. No, That's not at all. And for any teenage girls listening, if a dude is paying like special attention to you, girl, get away. He is a creep. And I am not sorry about it. He is a creep. There is no reason for it other than that. And mm -hmm. you know how you're a teenager, you don't you think nobody knows anything. You don't believe me. Promise you one day you'd look back and go, Oh, that was super gross. Yeah. <sighs> That was sexist. That was sexist because I had a teen, a teen son that I felt like there was. Oh my God. Norman is still under the hobbit. And he has my dog so riled up. He is driving me nuts. I get Zane to go get him. Okay. Y'all hear them? And every time he moves, like, I put something in the spot so they'll stop barking at the floor. And then he goes to another spot and they go barking. That's so irritating. Yeah, and then I've got a kennel form, and then Norman gets under Dandy's kennel. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's and ridiculous. barks at him and under the kennel. And I'm like, how does he even know where he is all the time? Like, how do you know? But if you he don't have any tips and tricks just, on how to keep a dog in a in a outside kennel or a fence or anything. Heifer. Let us know. <laughs> this dog's fence is eight foot tall. <laughs> it has wire on the floor, wire up the sides, wire across the roof. <laughs> it has the gate is zip tied shut because he kept opening it. Then it's inside another fence, and that fence has um, electrical wire all around it. We put him in a harness. He got out of that. I mean, it, he is ooh, he is driving me batshit. Anyway, he's a free spirit. Okay, Zane's wrestling him out. Okay. Anyway, back to the story. Um, I had a son that I felt like there was an older lady trying to um, flirt with him, and I did not appreciate it. And we were at a football game one time, and I don't know, she was giggling just a little too loud over his stupid jokes. And uh, I got up and sat between them. 
I was like, uh, no ma'am, you do not. <laughs> not with my son, you don't. He was like 17, sir. And she was like older. She had a kid like his age. And, uh, but she was like touching his knee and stuff and just. <laughs> Ew, how gross. Huh? How gross. Yeah. And I was like, I told Billy, I was like, uh, are you seeing this? And he's like, uh, and I'm like, eh, nothing. Buddy, I got up and sat right between them, sat right on both their legs. I was like, uh, excuse me, Sarah, I wallowed my big butt right up in between them. I'm like, no, ma'am, you do not. Not with my son. You won't touch a knee, but it touch mine. <laughs> Anyhow, say so that was sexist. So, all teenage boys and girls listening, if some old dude or old chick is like, <laughs> Oh, you're so funny. I mean, you're not that funny, and you know it. They're creeps. <laughs> I mean, they are. I mean, you Look think you're grown, room. but you're not. You're not, not. Just that's Just go on. Move on. Go home to your mama. Anyhow, um, so these girls ran off with these two dudes, and they moved to Pompano Beach, Florida, which is about 365 miles from Live Oak, Florida. Both of these girls get jobs, and Eddie the alleged perv rented an apartment where the four of them lived. A few weeks after they moved, Peggy and Patty write a letter to their mom, and they're like, um, they want help moving back to New Jersey. The letter said, Mama, we are in a situation we can't get out of. We want to come home. They did not give any information as to what the situation was that was going on. They didn't give a phone number where she could reach them. They didn't give any real information other than that. So their mother has no choice. She sends a letter back to that mailing address. And she's like, um, get your stuff, go to the airport, and call me, collect as soon as you can, and I'll handle it. They, she waited and waited. She never got a response from them. So she has no idea what to do. She sends another letter just in case, like, somebody got that one or it got lost in the mail or whatever. She writes a, another letter with the same instructions get your stuff, go to the airport, call me, collect, I'll take care of it. And she does not get an answer then either. So. She calls the Pompano Beach Police Department and asks them to go do a welfare check on Patty and Peggy. And then here is where the stuff goes a little off rails for me. Like, I don't... This is where I'm starting to not understand what's happening. Because she called the Pompano Beach Police Department. But... Somebody with Lauder Hill Police Department contacted her and told her that the twins may have witnessed a homicide. Uh, okay. Right. And so, Mama immediately heads to Florida. She is like, okay, I'll be there in a minute. I don't know why she didn't head to Florida before. Do what? Why didn't she head to Florida when she first got the letter? She has the address. Well, I guess because she didn't really know what the situation was. And, you know, I think you don't necessarily go to they're in serious danger. Just, you know, they have messed up and they don't feel like they can go back to their fathers for whatever reason. And they just want to come home. And Mom, we're in trouble. We need help. We would like to Well, they didn't back. say they I were in trouble. on my way. They said we're in a situation we a can't situation. get out of. Exactly, and that means trouble, and you should be on your way. Well, no, because to teenagers, everything is a situation. I don't so, care. They're a teenager. Get your ass in the car and get on your way. What are you doing? Man, wait till your sons are super dramatic over they drop their soda. And I will be in my car on the way. It will be a massive Let emergency. Let me just tell you. And then you'll drive all the way there, and it'll be like... I can't tie my shoe because my finger hurts. And you'll be and like, And then I'll tie Boy. the shoe. You know what? I'll tie the shoe and I'll be irritated about it. But you know what? Next time they call, I'll still be there. 
Okay. I can call you right now and say I'm in a situation. I the same wording, and you would be in the car on your way. So I don't understand why you were like defending her. She's in the well, wrong. because you're she wrong. Been in the and way, I think when no, a grown no, adult no, says, wrong. "Hey, I'm in trouble," it's a completely different thing than when a teenager is. I mean, they didn't leave. They didn't. All she had was the mailing address. She didn't know anything about where they were or anything. So and in any so case, I don't know. I'm about to be for whatever a reason. For whatever reason, she didn't go immediately. Maybe she wasn't able she to. Maybe she had to, to get. She was coming from New Jersey. Maybe she had to get her money situation together to be able to travel. Maybe you know. How was she going to pay for the flight then if she didn't have money? I was under the impression that there was a way that she there was something holding her back from leaving. New Jersey. There may have so, been. In she order for may have say, had other oh, children the police. that she had to get handled before she could just pick up and leave. She may have had a, a job situation she had to handle. I don't know. I'm not judging the woman. I'm just telling you what had happened. I'm judging her hardcore. There's well, something I'm wrong not. with this lady. I am. Okay. Anyway, so when she gets there, she finds out that on September 13th, Peggy had gone to the police station and she says, um, my sister Patty is missing. I haven't seen her in days and I need to file a missing persons report because something had to have happened to her. I haven't seen her and it's not like her to not be in contact. So she files a missing persons report for Patty. But the next day, Patty walks into the police department, is like, here I am, cancel that missing persons report. And that in itself is weird to me. That is very weird. Like, how did Patty know about the missing persons report to go cancel it? Did she be in contact with her sister after that? Have they seen okay, each but other? Crazy, crazy, crazy thought right here though Go ahead. what if it was what's the other girl's name patty and who okay yeah patty and okay so peggy what's the sister's name peggy okay peggy uh dress or just comes in because they're not gonna know the difference and says hey i'm patty cancel that missing well, person's report really that my sister made yesterday but to somebody who doesn't know them no, I don't think so. They really don't look that much alike. You said they look like sisters. I mean, they do look like sisters. But they don't look that much alike. I mean, the okay. police had talked to her the day before. I, I think they would have been like, um, ma'am, you were in here yesterday. <laughs> in any case, I don't and know. And you're confident, you're confident that... That's a thing. And she could have said they're twins. They're automatically going to think that they look alike. I would have assumed that she took a picture of him. Especially back I mean, then, maybe. I would feel like you would have took a picture in Because that's the only way they're going to know who anybody looks like. Because, I mean, it's not like maybe. they got the internet. I mean, yeah, but if you say I'm a twin... Your first thought is, oh, your twin looks just like you. Yeah. So, there's where I'm going with this is that she says, my twin sister is missing. And then comes in because she was threatened the next day. And says, oh, just, can't, just kidding. I'm right here. I'm not missing. And she's really pretending to be her twin sister. I mean, I guess that's possible where'd she get the glasses was it patty that wore glasses one of them wore glasses yeah patty wore glasses so she would have had to also have patty's glasses i think yeah i don't i don't know i don't know i mean i guess anything's possible i don't Okay, but why? Well, I mean, why go in and file a missing persons report and then all of a sudden be like, oh, just kidding. Because she goes in because she is really worried about her sister. And then she gets threatened by the perv. Yeah. And 
then she's like, just kidding, policeman. My sister is, I, I am my sister and I am not missing. I mean, I, I guess anything's possible. I mean, I feel like you think it's a dumb theory and it's not that dumb. I mean, I just don't understand why. I mean, if she was getting threatened, she, threatened. she would have been threatened before she went in to make the report. If she hadn't seen her in a couple of days, I'm sure she was making a fuss about that. But in any case, so moving on. The day after Patty shows back up, a 25-year-old man named Nelson George Johnson goes mm -hmm. and confronts Eddie the alleged perv and accuses him of hiding Patty during the whole time she was missing. Now, who Nelson George Johnson is, what he has to do with the girls, how did he know that Eddie the alleged perv was hiding Patty, what was he hiding her from, why was he hiding her, where was he hiding her, we don't know the answer to any of these questions. Okay. We only know that this happened, and we don't know the answer to any of these other questions. But I would love Okay, to. so he just shows up and confronts Eddie, and what does Eddie say? He denies everything. He, he didn't have anything to do with it. He's perfectly innocent in the entire situation. But he had to have gotten that information from somebody, whether it was Peggy or Patty. Or somebody else. He had to have gotten that information from some. Like, he didn't just pull this out of his butt and be like, hey, you look like you would hide a girl. I mean, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay, so we don't know even how anybody knows that any of this took place because this doesn't seem like something Eddie the alleged perv would be telling people, right? Right. So I assume that Nelson must have told somebody he knew that that's what happened. But, you know, we don't even know that. In any yeah. case, so Nelson apparently goes home and he tells his family that he is going out that night with Peggy and Patty. And he's taking them to this disco club called The Plank. Okay. So, Nelson, at very least, believes that he's seeing both the girls. So, in my thoughts, that means that both of them are around. Okay. Because he's telling people he's going out with both of them. Now, that same night, which was September 15th, Peggy, Patty, and Nelson all disappear. Nobody talks to them since. Ever? Well, yeah, pretty much. Then, four days after that, Nelson's body is discovered in the trunk of his car behind a local tire shop. But the girls are not there. Oh, my goodness. So, Nelson has been shot a couple times. Mm -hmm. There are no fingerprints or evidence on or in the car. And a briefcase containing $1,100 was missing. And, um, again, to me... Why do they have just a briefcase of $1,100? Do it. Why do they have a briefcase with $1,100? I don't know. And, again, this is a bunch of stuff that I, it gives me a lot of questions. But I don't have any answers. Like, how did they even know that there was $1,100 in the briefcase? Who told the police that? And who told them that there was even a briefcase? How did they even know there was a briefcase at all? And is it just me or does that sound like a, a, like a super small amount of money to be carrying around in a whole ass briefcase? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm picturing the movies where they set the briefcase down and they pop it over and it's like packed with money all the way to the top edge. And, uh, and this is like... <laughs> when I had to $1,100 been in once, bills? And when I had to be in once... I'm yeah. like, that just feels like a small amount. I mean, like, then I assume it was, like, a larger amount of money. I mean, I'm sure it was, but... I mean, but they're teenagers, too, except for Purdy. Right, okay, so this is, um, this is another thing 
Um, who carries a briefcase with money in it? Who, yeah. who just carries around a briefcase? Like, do know. you think Nelson was involved in some shady stuff? Like, I mean, obviously, or? if he's involved with Eddie, yeah. Well, he sure. I don't think but, he was involved with Eddie because he confronted Eddie and then he started taking the girls out, which, like, I don't know. Maybe it's my own thought, but I kind of feel like for the four of them to be living together, there must have been some kind of um, relationships happening. Yeah. And so then if they were all of a sudden they were going out with this Nelson guy, one of them at least had to be dating him, I would have thought. But if not, anyway, if you were dating one of the other two dudes, would you have gone out with this guy? Like, I don't know. I don't know. The whole situation is really odd. And Nelson's murder has never been solved. So they never really found any clues um, to what... Did they question Eddie? Yeah, they questioned Eddie. Um, and he... They questioned him about Nelson, Patty, and Patty. And he was like, oh, I don't, I don't know nothing about that. But he was like, but the, the twins, they had left about a week before Nelson was murdered. And they left with a man in a white Chevy Vega. Okay. And so the police search um, Eddie, the alleged perv's apartment, and they don't find any evidence that the twins had ever been there at all. They don't find anything at all belonging to them. Um, no feminine products, no nothing. There is no evidence that women ever were in the apartment. Hmm. But the girls' bikes were later found at Marvin's mom's house. Okay. But nobody knew anything about that. Nobody knew how they got there or what was going on with that. Hmm. Okay. We follow him so far. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the girls were never for sure, for sure seen again, but there was a possible sighting of them when a waitress at a truck stop off of the Florida Turnpike came forward and she said that she had met the girls at her job. She says that she met two girls who identified themselves as Patty and Peggy, twins, and that she was concerned for their safety. And so she allowed them to stay with her at her house for a little while. Or at her apartment, wherever she lived. They had told her that somebody was after them, that they were being stalked. And this woman says that they talked about possibly making their way towards their uncle's house in Vero Beach, Florida. And the twins did have an uncle in Vero Beach, Florida at the time. Mm -hmm. The woman says she came home from work one day and the girls and all their stuff was gone. She, there was no note or anything. She has no idea what happened. Uh, she assumes they left on their own um power but she honestly doesn't know they were gone all their stuff was gone there was no nothing okay so that's weird right yes well it gets weirder because about a, a year after the twins had disappeared somebody breaks into their father's house one night hmm the only things in the entire house that are touched or taken were clothes and personal items that belonged to the twins. Really? Now so they're we're thinking it was the twins. Do what? Okay, no, go ahead. Okay. Their dad believes that it was somebody trying to make it seem like the twins had left on their own. 
And um, he says that he believed the girls had a key to his house so they wouldn't have needed to break in. So it must have been somebody else. But I think that's kind of a weird assumption. Like, especially if they're running for their lives, they're going to think to grab this one key and then keep up with it for a full year. Yeah. So that is a strange assumption to me. And I'm not saying that I do think it's them or I don't. I'm just saying that that's a weird, that's weird thinking, in my opinion. Right. Like, well, they had right. a key, so they wouldn't have needed to break in, so it had to be somebody else. There has been no evidence and no real sign of the twins' location um, at all. Their mother does believe that they were murdered in 1979 back at the same time that Nelson was, probably the same night. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, if you recall, I said that this was possibly connected to the Brenda Starr case, right? Right. Okay, so if you remember back, Brenda went missing with her car. Do you remember that case? That was the girl whose um, husband, ex-husband, was part of the chop shop. Yes. Okay, so she disappeared with her car. And there are a lot of bodies of water in Florida. And so, logically, it is possible that Brenda and her car could be in that water somewhere. So while I was researching Brenda's story, there was a guy on WebSleuths, and he is with Sunshine State Sonar Dive Team. And he was talking to um, someone connected to Brenda, somebody that knew her personally, mm -hmm. on the website. And um, he was kind of asking, like, what was her regular travel routes, um, stuff like that to kind of get ideas of locations that they could search waterways near these locations that she traveled a, a good bit. Yeah. And the person gave them some ideas and everything. They had already been searching and they had not had any luck. And so he felt like maybe if he could get some leads on her, you know, actual travel routes that, that may you know, bring up some kind of success. Mm -hmm. So this person connected with them did give them some leads. And so they continue their search and they have not found Brenda's car so far. But what they did find was a white Chevy Vega. Hmm. And that's the car that um, Eddie the alleged perv says that the twins left in. Right. The car was pretty degraded. It's been in the water for a really long time. Um, but it does look like it is the same year model or around the same year model that of the one that the twins would have last been seen in, if that's true. There were no remains with this car, but it's in super bad shape and um, they're not sure they're going to be able to pull it up out of the water. Because it is in such bad shape, it's just disintegrating as they try to put pressure on it. But they are, they at least have this location. They can send divers down and look around. And it does give the family some hope that they may one day get some answers in this case. Yeah. So that is how it was somewhat maybe possibly. And the police have not said for sure that that is this vehicle is connected with the twins, but that's a pretty big coincidence. So so they know they didn't send divers yet. Uh, yeah, they've been looking, but um, any remains that were in the car could have been washed out with the there's not. Like there is a main parts like the chassis, some of the outer parts, but for the most part, the car is is pretty much gone. Well, what about the um the license plate? I don't believe they found it yet. 
they were looking for um, anything that would have identifying marks, um, license plate, the VIN number, anything like that. But at the last story I saw, they had not found anything like that. that but they did intend to continue searching. Yeah. But, I mean, 1979, that's a long time ago. Yeah. True. And it's been in salt water all this time. Yeah, I, I, that sucks. You know, there, there are animals, fish, and stuff in the water. I mean, you know, it, it's iffy on if they'll ever really find anything. But it does at least give the family a little bit of hope. I mean, yeah, but that hope's just sitting there. Right. My thing is, here's where it confuses me a little bit, is, and he could be wrong about his timeline, but um, Eddie the alleged perv says that they disappeared in this white vega a week before Nelson was murdered. Mm -hmm. Okay, but the day... that they disappeared he saw the twins and his body was found four days after they disappeared so, yeah, so it couldn't have been a week so was it like before they ever said they were going to go because that would put it smack dab in the time frame where the one said she hadn't seen the other and went and filled out the missing persons report and then the other one popped yeah. up and was like you know hey I'm not missing found myself that would put it yeah. smack dab in that area if he was right about it was a week before it's still such a weird thing that she said oh my sister's missing and then she wasn't Right, and then she, but the next day she comes in, like, I feel like you had, there had to be something that pushed you over the edge to be like, no, I can't wait any longer. I need to go in today. Yeah. And then she pops up the next day. It feels odd. It does. It doesn't feel right. Right. And so do you have any ideas on what you think? But I still think the mob is sketch. You think the mother came from New Jersey, killed them? No, I just think she's sketchy. Okay, well, I don't so think did she's sketchy. I think I she didn't handle like, it the way you would have, but I, yeah. I think she's, I don't think she's sketchy. But in, for realness, did Eddie ever get questioned in the di disappearance? Because it doesn't seem like, yeah, I told you know, you they it pressed is. him very hard. I told yeah, you they, they did. They searched his house. They they searched, but um, especially because he had had an altercation with Nelson right before Nelson went missing. You know, the day he went missing, he has an yeah. altercation with him about the two girls that are also missing. So, yeah, they questioned him, but there was no evidence. All they can do is question him, and if he's not being like, oh, yeah, those two, I killed them. You know, if that's not how he is, then there's not really a ton that they can do, right? You know, it's crazy to me to think that people can be this stupid and this sloppy and still get away with disappearing people. I mean, is he stupid, though? Um, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure... I don't know. It just seems like seems like you would have to have a brain to disappear people and not get caught. Right. But and what part it doesn't makes you think register, he's stupid? I don't know. It just doesn't register with me that someone hanging out with 17-year-olds would be in the right mind to disappear someone without getting caught. And obviously, somebody is running their mouth to other people because Nelson came in and was like, "Hey, dude, what's up? You, you were hiding this girl." And <clears throat> then 
he was like, nah, man, nah, that wasn't me. I mean, I don't know. It just, it just, it's not even just this case. It seems like there are so many unsolved cases that it just feels like it's right there, like in front of your face, like this guy did it. And somehow they're getting away with it. I mean, I don't know. I think that you're assuming that somebody that's messing with, um, that's, you know, borderline perv, doesn't have common sense. But the truth is, they do this shit for years and never get caught a lot of times. Yeah, but, like, think about the one with the chop shop that we were talking about. Like, how is this guy so sloppy and, you know, we know that he did it. But how can we not figure out that he did it? You know, how can we not catch him? I mean, it's they know he, they felt like he did it. They just, there was no evidence. They can't prove it. And what I'm saying is how, how are they this, I don't know. How can they get away with murder this easy? If we're looking so hard and looking like for any little mistake that they made and they just get away with it. They did such a good job disappearing someone that they got away with it. But we know that they did it. We just can't prove it. How? Like, my brain. It's, it's just such... I'm trying to say, like, how on earth did they do it so good? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like, how do they... It feels like... It was so haphazard, and yet the yes. police cannot prove anything. Yes. Like, how did they just do this? It doesn't make sense to me. Like, you didn't mess up at all? Like, how did you do this? This is, I don't know, probably not your first time, but like, how did you do this? How did you get away with it? It had to have been your first time at some point, and you got away with that time. How did you get away with it? Right. Okay, so um, I think that this is what I think. Okay. Um, hold on, my husband's bothering me. Come on, man. I know, if I say I'm recording, then that would just like, let me stop texting you for five minutes, but I guess not. Okay, so um, anyway... Here's what I think. Okay. I think it's a good possibility that this may have been a... One or more sex trafficking rings. Right. I think that um, Eddie the alleged perv may have um, been possibly pimping them out or something to that extent. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe, or maybe the other guy was Marvin. Maybe he was. Yeah. Maybe they were rivals in either that or possibly drugs. And maybe that's why people knew the business because, you know, whoever second, third in charge would know what went down. Mm -hmm. Now, whether they would tell the police or not, I don't know. You know, maybe they got questioned and they were like, listen, this is all I know. And told a little bit of the story, you know, just enough to shut the police up, but not enough to incriminate. You know? Mm -hmm. I don't see a reason why a 30-some-odd-year-old would be hanging out with these two girls. I don't know a reason why he would be hiding them. Um, why he would separate them, assuming that he did hide the one and the other go to the police. Um, you know, that feels like a way to control the one that wasn't hidden. Like, right. do what I want or you won't see your sister again. And so that felt like a form of control. Yeah. But if... If if the other sister was, I can't remember which one was um, was hidden and which one wasn't. So that's why I just keep saying the other sister. Yeah, I got, I got um, you. 
if the hidden sister was actually hidden for a minute, and then they let her loose to go into the police station, why didn't she say, you know, Eddie, the alleged perv, has had me locked up? I mean, because she got threatened. Yeah, but, I mean, so she was going out with the other dude that night. I mean... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So could she have been that scared, honestly, if she was like, okay, well, I'm going out with this dude. You know, or did... I don't know. Was this dude like a, just like a... I mean, I don't really know that they were involved in any sex trafficking or anything. I'm just saying that's what it kind of feels like to me. Maybe this mm. this other guy was like, you know, hey, I'll, I'll take you out of all this or whatever. Maybe he was like, you know, I'll, I'll buy your freedom with my $1,100 in a briefcase. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... I don't yeah. know. I, there's definitely something shady, and I can't put my finger on it, but that's what I'm leaning towards. I guess maybe just because it's hard for me to believe a 30-some-odd-year-old is going to be hanging out with teenagers without a, a pervy reason. Right. So, you know, maybe that's just me. I don't know. In any case, the... Um, the number for the police station handle in this case is going to be in the show notes. That's all I have as far as stories go. Okay. Um, there was something I was going to tell y'all. Do you remember what it was? You said you would make a note. Oh, shoot. Um, I probably did make a note. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, I remember what it was. Look at me with my memory. Something weird happened a couple weeks ago at Sam's. I'm 83% positive that's what I was going to tell you. Okay. So, um, I've been on this uh, kind of weight loss journey again. Mm -hmm. And I have, um, I've not really lost a ton scale-wise, but I had, you know, got where my clothes were really loose-fitting and everything. And, um, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I feel all right. And, uh, yeah. Not that I really didn't feel good when I was heavier, but, you know, I, I feel, yeah, I felt pretty good because I felt like I was making some changes. Progress, yeah. Okay, so anyway, I go to Sam's because, um, you know, we're having all these family gatherings and all of this, and I just was going to stock up on some stuff. So... This particular Sam's is out in the middle of nowhere. It's it's um it's the one over in North Augusta. Oh yeah. Okay, so it's not in a shopping center or anything like that. They're not like other stores next door to it or like there's like a Bojangles or something, you know, the Sam's gas station, the Sam's. That's it. And then you have to drive like 12 miles to get to like other stores and stuff. So it's out, like it's on a main strip, but it's not like anybody coming in and out is also going to Walmart or, you know, the Dollar Tree or any clothing stores or anything like that also. If you're in that parking lot, you went to Sam's, the end. There is nothing else. Right. Okay. So, anyway, I come out of Sam's, and I was in the Suburban, which I don't know if I've talked about, but we have bought this janky Suburban, um, just because, well, number one, because there are a lot of deer near where we live, and I already lost yeah. a Challenger to deer, and I don't want to yeah. do that again. And so, we got one for me to be able to drive back and forth um, when I got to go places early in the morning, late at night, when the deer are mm -hmm. running. It is not, like, fancy. It's old. It's, got, it's like, really rusted on the bottom and everything. It drives good. It's got heat. It's got air conditioner. You know, it's it runs good. So, you know, I drive the shit out of it. <laughs> Plus, I love a Suburban when you're going shopping because, you know, the space is just the best. Anyhow, so I'm, I'm in the Suburban. My point being that it doesn't look like I got money. My clothes are like 
fairly baggy, like, and, and I'm not dressed up. I'm not dressed like I'm, <laughs> I'm going somewhere good, right? I'm jeans and a t-shirt, hair up in a ponytail or a funky bun in this raggedy suburban, you know, like I'm not looking like I've got money by any means, right? Yeah. You remember when I was really poor looking and the lady didn't want me to get sunglasses? I feel like I look worse this day than I did that day. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, in any case, I come out of the Sam's and I'm like loading up my stuff. And when I come out, the first thing I always do, if I'm going to be loading up groceries or whatever, is take my purse to the front of the car, put it in, lock it up. Then I come yeah. back and load my groceries. So, I had done that. And, um, and I'm like unloading the groceries. And this woman pulls up in this, this car and she's like, She's like a heavy set woman, but um, listen, I don't know how to describe her without it sounding like I'm being judgmental or rude. But um, <laughs> so I'm just going to tell y'all, she looked like she okay. had not, um, her in a bathtub had not been acquainted in a minute. Okay. Um, she had like three teeth. <laughs> okay. She, you know, she looked like. It was it was a little rough, and so um, she looked poorer than I did, and so she goes, "Hey, and I'm like, "What?" And I'm like, so she parked like she didn't pull right up to my vehicle. She's in the driveway, but she's like um, two car lengths away from my vehicle. Mm -hmm. And she's like whispering And so she's rolled down her passenger window And she's like whispering across the vehicle And I'm like I can't hear you And she motions For me to come to her No ma'am And um, and like I took a step forward But I'm like no I'm not That's absolutely not happening And um, And then she goes Can I ask you a question but she says it like super lightly. And I'm like, I, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. And she's like, sorry. But it's like she's loud whispering. Like yeah. it doesn't sound like something's wrong with it. doesn't sound like she lost her voice or like she's got a cold and just can't speak up. That's not what it sounds like. It sounds like she's like loud whispering like, hey, can I talk to you? And um okay. and I'm like looking and she's sketchy looking, right? Like um like she's dodgy all like her eyes are dodging all around and stuff. And um yeah. and she keeps motioning for me to come here. And I'm like, man, that's absolutely not happening. I can't hear you. And uh and then she goes, Can I have a couple dollars? And I'm like, I I don't have cash on me, sorry. Well, my thing is like who is carrying like a couple dollars to Sam's? Like, yeah, the no, cheapest thing in that going. store is like 20 bucks. Yeah. So, and who, you know, like, I don't know that anybody's really carrying cash at all to Sam's, you know, unless mm -mm. you're like a restaurant owner or something, because 90% of their checkouts are self checkouts now. Yeah. So I was like, that's weird. Like if you were at the dollar store or, you know, Walmart or something, I can see you asking for cash. But at Sam's, that feels weird. So my first thought, I was like, that was so weird. And um, I just threw the rest of my stuff into the vehicle and I slammed it and run up to the front, got in and locked the door. And she like sat there for a second and then she like pulled off. But she okay. left. But she left. She didn't go to like left, other left. people. Hmm. She left. And I was like, that was so damn sketchy. And then my first thought was, oh, I must really look skinny because she thought she was going to drag my big ass through that window. Because <laughs> I think she was trying to get me. And I was like, she thought she could drag me through that window. So I must really no, be doing good. <laughs> and so I was like thrilled the rest of the day because I was like, somebody thought they could kidnap me. 
<laughs> Absolutely not. I was not walking to you. Bitch, are you crazy? I couldn't no, see the passenger seat. I couldn't see that there wasn't somebody in the floorboard or whatever. No, ma'am. And then your sketchy whisper. No, ma'am. Mm -mm, that is not happening. No, ma'am. Not today. Not tomorrow. And I wanted to be like, ma'am, do you see that my car is disintegrating as we speak in this parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> ma'am, do you see that I'm scared to run through the car wash and have it spray my undercarriage because I don't know how much car I'll have left when I come back. <laughs> Are you seeing this, ma'am? But I didn't say all that. But I was like, no, uh-uh. Mm-mm. And then what was she going to do with me? Mm-mm. I don't know. It didn't so look sketch. like it was going to be a significant, um, like, they ain't look like they had, like, a significant crime ring going. She didn't. I don't know. It she was must weird. have been trying out. I don't know. That was weird, though. <laughs> it really was weird, and it did creep me out. I mean, I joked about, you know, being like I was skinny, but it really kind of creeped me out. The more I thought about it. Yeah, the more it's kind of The more I was like, like God, that was weird. That It was so weird because there was, a, you know, a decent amount. But I parked on the side just out of habit because, you know, in my car, I parked way out. Yeah. And it was um, pretty packed on the front side, and so I did park on the side kind of further out. But there were more vehicles there when I parked, but when I came out, my car was kind of a lump. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. But there were other people, like, I feel like you could have gone to the front and maybe solicited more people that had random dollars. That, I don't know. <laughs> Sam's just feels like dollars. a really weird place to ask for a random dollar. Yeah, I think so too. And then that one in particular, you know, like the one in Augusta has a bunch of, it's got like a whole strip mall there. There's yeah. probably 50 stores around that one. That one I could see. But this one in the middle of nowhere, mm -mm, that was weird. So it sketched me out for real. And I was like, I don't know what her plan was, but I'm not appreciate it. No, ma'am. And there wasn't a chance in hell somebody was getting me through that window. <laughs> no. You might have been confused about uh, that I could, but I absolutely wasn't. <laughs> I'd be starfish. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I wasn't getting close to that shit. You crazy as a woman. <laughs> I leaned over like, I can't hear you. No, ma'am. Mm -mm. What part of I can't hear you do you misunderstand? And then she'd act like she was whispering louder, but she really, really wasn't. But, like, she just kept motioning for me to come closer. I'm like, mm -mm. No. I said, man, that's absolutely not happening. <laughs> but then she pulled off, and then I was like, yeah, that could have been something. Yeah. So. I think so, too, because why else? I don't know. It was weird. Anyway. All right. So, um, that's all we got for this week. You want to do social medias or whatever? We're getting out right on home. Yeah, so our Instagram is unsolved underscore south, and our Facebook is unsolved south podcast, and we have a discussion group, same thing, um, and join it, and we would love to hear from you guys. All right, so this week we're going to share with, um, let's think. You should have said, you know, I don't have a couple of dollars, but you should listen to my podcast. <laughs> I should have. Ma'am, if you listen to my podcast, you would absolutely know <laughs> that this is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Share us Be with somebody that you think life. needs to listen to our <laughs> podcast. How about that? Yeah. No. That was crazy. I don't know. It was, just, it was sketchy, though. It really had... Uh, I really thought about it for a few days. Like, what was that even? But, <laughs> all 
right. Well, um, we'll, we'll see you next week. Bye. Wait, you didn't tell us who to share it with. Yes, I did. I said somebody that needs to hear our podcast. Oh, okay. You weren't oh, listening. I missed that part. <laughs> Must have missed it. Okay, we right. were awesome. Bye. Bye. Bye.